Slice Audio. Episode... Where the fuck are we? Oh, God damn it. Hold on. I'm trying to do less cursing. I made it a second and a half. Hey, it's episode... Take two. It's episode 37. What are we in? Almost we're nearing the end of September. Here on the Book of Murdoch. Back into the rhythm. We're in these new studios. We're starting to use them more and more. Everyone's starting to get their episodes cooking again here on the Home Slice Podcast Network. Broadcasting live. Everything. I went, <laughs> a friend and I went to the, a monster truck show this last weekend. It was, you know, what, what a monster truck show is. Like, I don't get them, really. Like, I don't understand the plot points. Like, I get the professional, re- doesn't matter. Anyways, we, we went to the monster truck show, right? And so now everything's the monster truck show ad. Welcome to the Book of Murdoch. Broadcasting from home sl- from Studio 4B in downtown Rapid City. I, I don't know if I could. I couldn't do the voice. I can't enunciate well enough because I'm such a mushmouth dingaling. I couldn't. I can almost. I'm like a. I'm the wish version of the monster truck voice ad. I'm the voice you hire when you don't want to pay for the real voice. Because I'm going to bullshit you that I can do it. Because listen to me talk right now. Total bone-crushing authority. <clears throat> oh, that hurts. Well, could I have sounded like a... <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I just blew the addition. All right, my friends. What's cooking in the world? I was going to a yoga class this evening, but there was not enough people in attendance. So I decided to come and if I was, I couldn't do something that's good for the body. So I went and did something that's good for, well, I wouldn't say anybody's minds, I suppose. I hope you're not actually listening to me in any serious manner. Um, what else is cooking? I, you know, I thought we're going to try this again. Just like any other normal show. Let's just get right the hell into it and start with the news. What's happening in the news today? What's cooking in your world? My world. I don't care about your world. It's my show. Um, News, news, news. Uh, I, I got to be honest, man. Like, I don't. It's not that I don't care about this woman, who, this girl who was killed. And like they found her in Wyoming. And like now it's a fiasco in Florida because fucking of course it's Florida. It's always goddamn Florida. Like, I can't, I don't, it's a, it's, it's a sport now. Like that's, and then that's like, look at all of you on social media trying to fucking get into the reality show of all of this. Like, it's not, just let this family grieve and let the cops do their thing. Jesus that's a media thing, too, by the way. Everyone's always bitching about the media, and I'm defending them because some of you dickheads are attacking journalists. But, like, hey, man, <laughs> why don't we lay off the Brian Lundry stories because it's not that goddamn important. 
It's just, it's, I don't like it that it's entertainment, I suppose. Listen to me fucking two minutes in telling you all how to be better from my high horse above it all. (laughs) Well, I guess I don't have anything to say about that story other than I don't, apparently I don't care. I mean, I care for the, like, I feel bad for the people, right? But like, I think these super sleuths who are going out in national parks on their own trying to be Nancy Grace are fucking cunts. And I dislike them more than I care about reading the story. Um, boom, 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 boom. Don't care about the politics stuff. Look at this, man. We pissed France off. We snuck in an 11th hour business deal like we Americans tend to do. And France was fucking real mad for a second. Like Biden and the whatever, whatever, Marcon, whatever, is it prime minister? I think it's prime minister. We're all pretty stupid about European politics, which is embarrassing. And we should be better about it. But I myself am a dummy just like you. I'm almost positive it's prime minister. It doesn't matter. This is why the Europeans hate us. We couldn't be fucking bothered to learn (laughs) about the French parliamentary system. But, okay, so if you don't know what's going on, they were going to do a deal. Australia was about to buy a bunch of... I don't even... This is like my headline version of this because I barely know what's going on, okay? So this is not me being any sort of expert. But if you don't give a shit, this is in the news. And it's just, I don't know, as an American, it's kind of funny. France was about to sell a boatload of diesel subs to Australia. and And at the ninth inning... We snuck in with our bitchin' de- nuke subs and we're like, don't buy the, don't buy your dad's old crappy sub. Buy these nuke subs. You can defend yourselves from flat top Koreans for the rest of time with these babies. Yeah, it's gonna fuck up France a little bit, but you know, we're Americans. We'll smooth it over. We'll buy everybody a drink. What do they like over there? Cheese? Food? We'll get some food. We'll send the <laughs> statue of liberty back if we have to like that's insulting to like when they they pulled their ambassador out of australia and the united states like we're too dumb to know how like what an insult that is but like i think on the world stage that's like that's a that's a real like they had to get each other on the phone they don't just talk on the phone you'd think they do right You'd think all these guys text each other. Like, if you think about your business world and, like, the movers and the shakers of whatever group you're in, you all kind of text each other, right? Like, you might be rivals and you might be competitors and you might be in the same world but the same circles, but everywhere you go is a small town. And, like, I don't know, like, I assume, like, Bill Clinton and George Bush and Obama and... Blair and all, you know, Blair, I I was trying to, oh my God, I was having such a dumb American moment. I was trying to think of any European leaders at all. And the first one I could come up with was Tony Blair (laughs) and like Putin, Trump, I don't know, probably Trump sometimes like Trump. Here's how I would assume the Trump text messages go. I'm in a Snapchat group with my boys and their friends. And certainly they're in a Snapchat group that I don't have anything to do with. And I believe those conversations are wildly different. <laughs> that, uh, I'm not taking a political position one way or the other, but like that's what it, that's what it would seem like to me. Uh, right. Uh, 
oh, you know, I forget bits all the time, right? Like, so one of the, I don't like going back and listening to this thing. I almost never do. I kind of remember what I talked about a little bit, put it in a summary, and out it goes. So oftentimes I like I forget I'm supposed to do whatever. Like, you know, that's just what happens. If you're if you're really burning to if you hear something and I'm like, oh, next episode, I'll blah, blah, blah. Certainly, I probably won't unless I write it down. That's a 50-50 shot, give or take. So if you've been itching to hear me do something, somebody had sent in a note, you're supposed to do your CDs in a box bit. And like, okay, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, I found I found my high school box of CDs. I want to go through it a little and see like how, like I'm super, even talking about it now, I'm getting a little sweaty. But I, so anyways, I forgot to do this week in smells. A couple of you are concerned about my leaking bull, <laughs> my bulldog's leaking vagina, <laughs> which is very nice of you. I appreciate that. So like Francis, the bulldog, if you follow any of my social media is, is mostly the most entertaining thing on there. She's we're in diaper mode a little cause she's got the leaks, but we went to the vets and we t- started taking a pill, which she threw up for four days straight. But finally we got that some bitch to stick. And now it looks like maybe we're not, we don't have a leaking problem. I'm, I mean, Francis is a real old car, right? So something, <laughs> something else is going to go wrong pretty quick. The radiator is going to blow, but we're good for now. Got that fucker on the road again. That's nice. Cause my furniture was getting ruined. And I was doing a lot of laundry blanket, like dog blanket laundry. I am having those talks like none of this. I'm not even that mad about it, right? Like she's that age. We have, I've never really had, this is the first real time in my adult life where like, you know, I'm going to have to look that fucker in the eye where we are, you know? (laughs) And like, I'm, so I'm getting, I'm getting, you know, we, we do these stupid things for our pets that like, and then we're just total assholes to each other on social media. Like we wouldn't in our lifetime treat our dog the way we treat some strangers, including some homeless people. Like I get it. It's human nature. You love these dogs, but I am, she is to that age where I'm starting to like, I'm getting real high and having long talks with Francis, hoping she had a good, like, man, I hope you had a good life. And then she'll kind of wiggle and look at you sad. And all she's thinking is it'd be bitching if you had a cheeseburger right now. But since you got all healthy, there's no more pizza crust and there's almost never Chinese food in this house. You're a bastard. That's what I think she's saying. I'm projecting a little. Francis, the bulldog, is acting like the old fat kid in me who just constantly wants me to order Jimmy John's. <laughs> um, that's a strange moment, what you say out loud when you make yourself that vulnerable to admit to total bunch of strangers that you're having long talks with your co-owned bulldog that you hope she had a good life because you're nearing the end. <laughs> ah. <sighs> Let's talk. What are we going to talk about? That's less embarrassing than that. Um, boom, 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 boom. I've been listening to Mac Miller. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm the old man at the bar. Right. So I'm like, I'm finally, you know, getting the skinny jeans and shit. And like, I'm not really, I'm kidding, but like the, I'm, I'm catching up on some 10 year old music a little bit. That's like, and Mac Miller is for, I've never, I was never, I don't know much about him. I'm just getting like, I'm admitting how dumb I am to it, but like, it's good. My son sent me a couple of songs and now I'm going down the list. Turns out I enjoy decade old hip hop from white kids in California. 
Um, kid, uh, heroin? No. How did he? Oh, accidental OD? Young, 26, too. That was a bummer. Some of you are going, I don't know the fuck you're talking about. And some of you are going, this is the range of audience I have getting on this show, which is kind of fun. Some of you are going, I have no clue who Mac Miller is. And some of you are going, oh my, you sound so old that you just found this artist. I get it. What are you going to do? Just be honest. If you'd like to hear some of the music I listen to, I have a Spotify playlist as well as my podcast on Spotify. You can just search Book of Murdoch and both of those show up, I believe. Uh, so yeah, we'll get to the CDs in a box bit sometime. And if, if I've forgotten, because certainly I have uh, a bit, you're just dying to hear, which it's probably not going to happen. But you know, you know where to find me. There's a website, there's social media. I don't, you know, I'm not going to rattle it all off all the time. Just for fuck's sake, find it out. Figure it out. Um, man, some of these CD, I'm a little embarrassed about what's going to be on these in this CD of angst. You know, you listen to a lot of dumb shit when you're 40 and you look back at what you listen to between 14 or 12 or whatever the hell that starts. And, and like that brooding, you know, I'm defined by my music that's my personality uh, stage that lasted a, quite a long time for me longer than it, than most street youths street youths. I was a nerd, but like <laughs> that stuck certainly stuck longer into my twenties than it should have. Uh, well, it was Napster, man. We were in the beginning. I was, I was, I came of age in the internet you got to remember what the, like some of you youngsters got to remember what the internet was in 1997, six, maybe dial up, just getting into the original days of like second dial up line or like high speed DSL. I, you know, I've got some privilege behind me. So I had a little, we had one the, whatever the faster internet it wasn't like cable. It doesn't matter. That's nerdy as shit. But like you could download a fuckload of music cause Napster existed for the first time. And that, that was, that lasted through college. Oh my God, some of these playlists I'm going to find, I'm just going to vomit with embarrassment because I've just, you know, if you're at that age of where you're making MP3 playlists on CDs, it was a lot easier. Back in the day of cassette playlists, if you had to make somebody a mixtape, you had to make somebody a mixtape. You had to dub and think and like there were transitions. The ability at a young age to make a lot of playlists that you have to put almost no thought into at all is indicative of the problems we're facing today in this world <laughs> that's a fucking issue man like hoofda some of this is going to be embarrassing i'm trying to remember what's on there a lot of stand-up i remember this is here's this will point out what a douche i was in high school i remember in high school loving a lot of dennis miller's stand-up like that's relatable <laughs> to a to a pig farming kid Oh my goodness. Um, certainly there's a lot of, for a while, our high school, I believe I've talked about this before. If I have, you can, whatever. But like our, in our school, like in our little run of school, we were for a while, just like many schools at, in the 90s that were whiter than um, printer paper. We got really into... 90s gangster rap it was fucking it still is awesome 
East Coast, West Coast, Atlanta. And like all these kids who were like would get up and, you know, milk cows and work on the farm and work at the gas station and work at the grocery store and like the steakhouse. Oh man, West Side Connection. There's never been an artist at a certain level of douche that you are in Elsister, South Dakota, when you're like, when you're like, yeah, man, West Side Connection, this shit speaks to me. We have never in our lifetime been pulled over by the cop. We got pulled over by the cops once with like, clearly we were drinking and clearly the car was full of alcohol beer bottles, which you could hear clinking around as cigarette smoke was bellowing out of the car. And like the cops like, is one of you dumb shit sober or like, or sober enough and to like, just get everybody home and we'll just look the other way. Like, mm, what side connection is not, not as relatable as one might think looking back with the perspective of time. The 90s were hard like that, right? Like we had grunge and then we had gangster rap. Pop punk started. There, remember that little ska phase? God damn, I love ska. Real Big Fish. In like 1997, I got to see Real Big Fish in a, in a, in a country line dancing bar called Twisters in T, South Dakota. And it was the coolest fucking thing on earth. There was 19 trombone and trumpet players. There's a hundred thousand people in that band. It was like seeing the Wizard of Oz in color. It was so bad. I still, I remember everything. I, we were drinking fruit punch and like peppermint schnapps. I remember that. But like, they're bright suits and sunglasses and checkered things. And like, it was okay to dance. And it was cool to be weird. It was awesome. Oh, I would have loved to. And like, if one of them would have just came out to the crowd and been like, hey, man, do, can one of you not really drum, but like, we'll lug all our shit and go on the road? It was all, it was, I would fantasize about it. I'll be your drum tech, real big fish. No, I can't drum any of that stuff. That's really hard and fast. I'm not that good, but like, I'll go on the road, I'll learn eventually. That's what Napster did. Napster allowed, like, you, you know, you all of a sudden got to be diverse. Or you would find, oh, my God. I Remember ICQ? There's, like, <laughs> there's getting out. I know I'm staying in 90s land here for a while, but some of you are really understanding and vibing with this, and some of you are like, I, fucking, what is he talking about? Ska bands? ICQ? What is ICQ? It was three letters. I-C-Q. It was, like, one of the original chat platforms i still remember my icq number 106 that was my icq number for the three of you listening that understand what the fuck that is boom well it, it, you'd log in and it'd make the little noise and i would <laughs> so like oh okay, let me set this let me paint this picture for you okay so i'm like whatever 15 okay 1990 whatever and I'm sitting in it in like the like the office, like the house office where mom would, you know, iron clothes and like dad would pay bills. But the, really, it was the office for the kids to just use up the internet for 
47 hours a day. And, and, and like, uh, you know, little bit chubby, no one understands me, full of fucking angst. That's the internet, man. Boom. ICQ. It'd be like 1130 at night and you'd forget the speakers were turned up and I'd be chatting. <laughs> you'd be chatting with your weird goth friends that you met on the internet who are certainly fucking adults. We'll get to that in a second. And the ICQ software would go, beep, and <laughs> I would hear my dad go, and like kind of stomp, boom, 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 and like open the door and like, what the fuck are you doing? But he, you know, like, it's he's a real dad moment, right? Whitey tidy underwear, like summer tan beer belly, just annoyed because he has no idea. There's no concept of what the, what the fuck is a chat room. And all he hears at 1130 for like the 18th millionth night in a row, and all he simply asks if you could turn it down is, beep-boo. I was chatting with my goth I'm chatting with my friends. I would get so defensive about it. You don't understand, dad. I'm chatting with my goth friends. You wouldn't dare say the word goth because then they'd send you to some weird, you know, pray the goth away camp. I would, okay, let's talk about my weird adult golf friends. Like, in the, like, you, you, you're 15. It can't be that strange. You want to find the exact opposite of whatever world you're surrounded in and, like, see what that world is. Dip your toes in the water, if you will. And my version of that was goth chat rooms in the mid-90s. The fuck? And, like, I got, I, I can't. I can't explain this enough. If you've ever met me, you understand. I gotta say, man, I like if there there's the, there's the opposite of goth, and then a little bit further down the football field, there's me. Like I couldn't be less goth. Like I like I can't even be hot topic goth because I couldn't pull that off. I don't, I can't stand all the smells. It's too fucking much in there. Like I like incense as much as the next guy, but Jesus Christ, kid, give it a break. Also, I'd never, I don't, eyeballs gross me out. I could never wear the makeup. That sounds exhausting. Oh, I loved goth chat rooms. Everything was dark and angsty and like, I don't even like, it wasn't even like got like it was a goth chat room that didn't really talk about goth. I mean, it talked about goth music and goth art and, and, but I assume it was mostly like every other chat room where there's a bunch of other <laughs> dingling farmers faking to be goth with a few goth people. And everyone's just trying to like have sex, but it, you couldn't, you know, you send a picture and like, It'd take 14 years. It's, you kids don't understand today this video on demand nonsense. You, it's going to fuck up your brains. It's going to kill your creativity if you're not already creative. If you don't try to use it to be more creative, you're going to just be dumb. Boy, took a real moral turn there from the goth chat room. I also, like, the, like I was 15, man, talking to fucking adults from wherever Georgia in whatever sad little Georgia town they were from with like the only, you know, I was like, I, I'm making fun of them a little bit, just like I would the LARPing kids I run into at the park, but like, good for them. I mostly am for them. Uh, now that I've seasoned and matured a bit, 
good for those like you know what's nice about the internet people forget about the most glorious thing about the internet in the mid 90s there's some fucking weirdo goth kid who loves black lipstick and like don't think eyes are weird so he puts on makeup and like probably watched the lizard king a bajillion fucking times and was like this is his world right nine inch nails trent reznor i'd love to try club drugs but i'm stuck in the middle of georgia then he gets on the internet, finds some weirdo goth room, not some poser like me, but some like actual other goth dude in some little dipshit town in Texas. And like, I don't know, maybe one of those dudes didn't blow up a fucking middle school because they found some camaraderie and they felt for a second, hmm, maybe I'm not the only weirdo on earth. That's when the internet was pretty bad at, like, make no mistake. Certainly there were, it was the worst in different ways, but. I miss that version of the internet a little bit. Now it's we're in a group and every other group, like, you know, I can just fucking imagine the goth rooms now. You get three posts in about which goat blood to use and, like, someone's like, Trump uses that goat blood. Fuck him. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's even got to the goth chat rooms. It sounds fucking exhausting. It's Napster's fault. Mm. Speaking of Napster, so, like, for a day job, for a living, this is not my career. This is what I do for fun. But I work at a company called Home Slice Media Group. And like, here's some marketing thoughts for you. Perhaps you're in the real estate industry or the home mortgage industry or the car dealership industry. Hey, watch a documentary on Napster. And like, start making a plan. <laughs> that shit is coming, homie. Like, the... If you poll America about the what the worst buying experience is, even if it isn't, people will just say car, buying a vehicle. And like that day is coming. And it it and self-driving cars are on the way and like they're making it easier to get fat like you can now get fast food. Like fast food was pretty fast, right? Like you can get a cheese I can get a cheeseburger from where I'm sitting. If I get in my vehicle, I can have a cheeseburger in 6 fucking minutes. 6 and now you don't even have to leave your house. You can DoorDash it or whatever, Grubhub it or one of them. You can Uber Eats it, right? Which sidebar, really, fucking really, like I'm no, I'm not, I don't do what you need. There are instances of it's a medical emergency. I'm very hungover. There are certain exceptions to the rule, but generally speaking, really, it's got to be easier. Like, come on, man. That, Unless you're drunk, I don't want to fucking hear it. Or you're hungover. Or, like, you know, you can't get out of bed. Like, I get all that. Unless you're too fat, then I don't want to hear it. Then DoorDash a fucking salad, dummy. Um, Where was I going with this? Oh, real estate. <laughs> Sidebar. Sidebar over. Real estate. Uh, so, like, it's you're going to get cut out because the data doesn't need you to be in the middle anymore. So like the car world, none of this has any, this is just what I think. I have zero. This is just like completely made up. This isn't the position of the company. Like this is just me talking, but like, I'm pretty sure I'm right here. I know it's a little hard to see that like no one knows the future. No one's got a crystal ball and I'm certainly as dumb as the next guy, but the following concept isn't that hard to me. If everyone's going to buy their car in the future, they're going to Amazon prime it. I want this. I want that. Here's to use this. Here's to use that. Pops on a truck, hops on a train, pop, pop, I like it. You get in it, you drive it around the block, hoochie, hoochie, hoochie. I don't love it. The seat feels weird. No problem. Back on the truck. You shop for another one. That's the future. Nowhere in the world 
do you need like imagine like the people the people that cut out is like 40 percent of the car dealership industry right there same thing is going to happen to the real estate industry like as soon as amazon and quicken figure out they can cut out about 40 percent of the people and find a bunch of call center dudes to push the paperwork think of every chamber of commerce and every little cub scout mixer and every you know i'm gonna sell you fucking popcorn and blah 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 my point to all this is not it's all over if you get but my like we're walking into the fourth quarter, right? In in and in, in an in a time where like a shit ton of the commerce in our country happens year over year, now through the end of Christmas, for a million different reasons. It's not all just Christmas shopping, but a lot of it is too, right? And like I'm behind you, I'm with you. There's a there's a lot of this like fake shop local, support local, fuck Jeff Bezos, Amazon's the devil. Well, it's not like Am- Jeff Bezos ain't going to write your Cub Scout. Uh, 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 he ain't going to buy popcorn from your Cub Scout troop. I get that. That's true. That's super true. That's where I believe shop local. But on the flip side of that, if your business is sitting there and you're not going, hmm, how is everybody going to, What's what are we going to do in about nine years from now when everything's for whatever reason? Because I don't care what you do for a living. It, somewhere between three and like 20 years between self-driving cars and chips in your window and chips in your arms and 5G in your vaccines and whatever the technology is going to be, everything's going to get like how you do commerce is going to change. And most people are just kind of sitting and waiting. And, you know, my point to this is a little more specific. I agree with you shop local people shop local. I tried to buy every Christmas present I did last year locally, even if it was a chain, if it was a franchise like local, just still go in, do it. Doesn't take that long to kind of make it fun, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm behind you with the shop local, but I'm not behind you with the businesses that just sit there and expect everyone else to just not Amazon it. Amazon has made it too easy. And like these businesses that can't just sit there and have a conversation about how would you possibly figure out how we do deliver. Like we as a people, because we can get a cheeseburger in six minutes. Now think three days, two days, whatever. I don't have to leave my house. I don't have to do like. These things are out there. It doesn't cost $27 million to set up a fucking e-commerce store. Why don't you meet some of these people in the middle? Then you can then you can stand on your soapbox about shop local. You're at least doing something about it. So, you know, off your high horse just a bit, guns in your holsters about lecturing about local if you still don't update your Google My Business page. Like, fucking shut up a little. And I don't know what you do if you're the car dealer world. Service, man. I authentic service. I don't give a shit what the social media is. I know that sounds sappy, but like that's going to be the future. And like all, you know, we're in a pretty rural area out here, so it's a little like, oh, you millennials and Gen Zs, we don't seem to get it. Like, well, their you know, youth is undefeated so far, dinosaurs. So you know, got to catch the meteor or not. You know what else? I, this, let's move back to something more embarrassing because I don't really have any point to my business lecture here. I, other than the goth group, I was also, <laughs> I was, dude, I was an Everclear super fan. Art Alex Sakis and band. Those for, I still love those first three albums. Those three albums speak to me. Oh man. Songs about heroin overdoses in San Francisco. I'm 14. That's my damn, come on, man. That's badass rock and roll. And like, I love them still to this day, but I've seen them three or four times. They're one of the worst live bands I've ever seen. It was really a bummer. I've done a couple of interviews too, and it was always really hard. And like, I get it, I, whatever. I, they, have, they don't owe me anything. They're just, I still love them. I, I'll listen to that band till I die, but 
I'm, I am now looking back embarrassed a little bit of my, <laughs> of the fan club I was in. Well, a little Everclear song names too. I still email like, there's a couple people from that group, believe it or not. And this is, I mean, we're going back some time here, 20, 20 years, 25 years or more. And like every three or four years, somebody will pop an email out. Hey guys, who's alive? Who's not? Blah, blah, blah. Like one's from Australia. One was from England. One was, one was a dinosaur junior fanatic from Indiana. I think he died. Oh, fuck. That sucks. I'm to that age. <laughs> that just happened out loud. All right. What else is cooking here? I can't talk about 90s stuff forever. CDs in the box. That's where we were going with that, right? Um, boom, boom, boom. Oh, we were doing the news. Hoofta. That was a half hour detour. My apologies. <laughs> um, boom, 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 boom. I don't. This is why we stopped doing the news. Because the news sucks. I don't want to. I have nothing to say about abortion bills. Although I do say this, the more moderate Republicans like me better step out and be a little more pro-choice. Like I'm not, I don't like, you should be able to say that and not lose all your pro-life friends. I'm not an, I'm not an asshole about it, but like, that means like, I'm not going to be an asshole if you're pro-life about it, but you shouldn't be an asshole if I'm pro-choice about it. And I think if everybody would just take a step back from that in the middle, dangerous territory. What I said out loud though, like, you know, we're in a business where somebody can use that to like cost the company money. That's insane. That that's the thought going through my head. Like I it just shut up. <laughs> um, this is why you don't do the news, right? Like, ah, that's how you got brought down. Can't talk about that. No, I just don't have anything to say about it. And wish most people didn't also have anything to say about it, because they don't. Um, boom, 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 boom. It's just, you shouldn't be a one issue voter. It's just like, I get, this is a passionate deal and I don't want to lose any of my friends about it. But like, generally speaking, the choices you make when you pull the lever, which I take, I know it sounds stupid and hokey, like passionate. I'm passionate about that. That's, that's, that's the deal, right? Like I get to be six minutes away from a cheeseburger because a couple of fucking times a year or less, I got to show up and pick somebody, but you can't just pick it off one thing. That's a dang, that's, I just, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I'm not trying to be insulting about it. I get to some of you listening. It's so uncomfortable to listen to. It makes you itchy, but like, that's insane. I love you anyway, dummy. Not all of you. Some of you are the worst, but you're still listening, which is like, we're almost 40 episodes in and you're still hanging in and you can't stand every second of this show. That's amazing to me. I hope you bought some of my advertiser shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying there's like a trove of you out there. It's probably under four. But like there's maybe four. Four of you. Four have almost listened to 40 episodes of this show. And you can't stand me. You should send me an email and tell me why you don't like me. We could probably work it out. I can only think of a handful of you where it would be incredibly difficult to work out. Not that I'm going to burn you on this show, but like, I don't know, man. Give it a shot. Maybe it's time. Oh, I've got a parenting fail. This is, it's a serious thing. 
Let's talk about this for a second. I can do it in the monster truck. No. <laughs> parenting fail. Bone crushing parenting fails. <clears throat> Man, that's hard on your voice. How do those guys do that? Like I'm drinking throat coat tea and that's still hard. God, could I sound less manly? Could I sound less manly on the book of Murdoch? Drinking your throat coat tea. Parenting fails. My, I found my twins. I don't know which one it is, but I found their deodorant. And it's like, it's got some stupid, I didn't, I should have wrote it down. Some it's, it's like wild Panther or like fucking fire lion. Some it's got a, it's, it's so in, it's so insane. Like that's a, this is how I'm going to know if my children listen to this podcast or not. They might be one of the four. <laughs> oh shit. That's funny. Um, Wolf, what's it called? Elk? Not elk. Elk is something you'd, yeah, it's got to be something that hunts. They all have these. Here's my point to both my children and the rest of you. Two, I have two points on the deodorant. First, third gear on how, on the smells, right? Like, I even noticed this in Target the other day. Like, Old Spice and some of these brands, like, the axes of the world realized they, the, the pendulum swung too hard in the douche area and they've got to swing it on back so they're you know like the panther and lion tiger milk or all of these and really strong fucking cool it man we're in fifth gear put it in third put it in neutral candidly like you don't need to smell that strong at all ever also wild wild panther it's like the sex panther but like not ironic that's a, it's it's so aggressive. I you can't help it, and like I get it, you know, you know, dad's deodorant stupid. Dad wears hippie stuff, but like, ugh. it's all very aggressive. This these old spicy axy, you know, it's real Ed Hardy homies. Maybe bring it back a little. I'm not a style setter by any means, but like, come on. Although. <laughs> That's not really a parenting. I'll give you a real parenting fail. I was just laughing about this. I have ruined. Well, I've certainly probably ruined my children in a lot of ways, but I specifically remember this one and I still find it hilarious. So I'm not a big, I like, I'm not a big zoo guy by nature and like, but there are zoos out there that are good and do a lot of rescue stuff and blah, blah, blah. And that's a little tough because you still want to see the cool animals. Anyways, before that was a concern, because when your children are little, you don't have the privilege to give a fuck about any of that. It's just, there's four hours and it's not that expensive and they're going to see animals. Cool. Bitching. Take your kids to the zoo. But like, we're in the, my boy, one of my boys. And I, they're good boys. I love them dearly. They're just the fucking best. And But <laughs> to no fault of his own, one of my boys is terrified of birds. Like a bird will swoop by and like his head will droop. He's like just like a flinch of sorts. Even of a finch does it. Doesn't matter size. And I believe I've identified. I'm saying believe like I know I didn't do this. So we're next to the, we're, we're at the zoo, right? And they're like two, three, 
I don't even know if he remembers this. So I think he does remember this because he's seen pictures and stuff. But like, we're at the zoo. We've been in the zoo for a while. And I'm getting a little bored, you know, because the monkeys don't do anything and the lions were asleep. And then you remember why zoos are kind of bummer. And I'm you're having that moment. Anyways, your kids are having a blast. They're kind of walking around. And Dylan wanders into the emu section where they're all fenced off. It's not like he was in the cage. But he was kind of had his back to the emu cage. And at the time, there weren't any emus there. And he's staring back and he's looking at us. And this is this is the failure portion of this. I don't even know if their mother knows this. Hmm. I saw the emu. <laughs> Fuck, we're working out some shit on this episode. I saw the emu coming. But like didn't do anything well because i didn't think he wasn't in danger or the emu wasn't gonna get out but like an emu is a giant scary looking dinosaur of a monster bird i think that is a grown-up by the way imagine how terrifying an emu must be when you're two or three whatever like you can't quite walk yet and like this (laughs) fucking six foot dinosaur Comes up right, and Dylan was like against the fence. And this emu comes up, and I saw it, dude. I saw it coming. I saw it coming. I knew it was going to happen. Because emus are monsters. And they if you don't know anything about emus, which I certainly don't know anything about emus, but here's the one thing I know about emus. They don't like adorable little toddlers next to their fence. <laughs> and so an emu comes up to Dylan and like behind him and it was just like a movie just like when the dino just like when the mo- just like when the killer's about to come out from behind the thing he turned just in time and the emu is right in his face because <sighs> emus will hiss like a like they're sons of bitches man and oh my god he's so scared it was just terrifying and that I listen I know I'm saying this like it, like I, like the first time I tried barbecue and it was awesome, and I am because it is that it was that funny. I will never forget how funny that was. It might be the funniest thing that's ever happened in front of me ever, including the time I was in the grocery store and a beet fell from the produce section, and I said to nobody out loud, "Let the beet drop." And like that's the funniest maybe moment I've ever had in my entire life. And even that was not that I had anything to do with the emu. I just got to see it. But to this day, the cost of that is watching my son be afraid of birds. And I do feel bad about that. I mean, it's not going to ruin him for life or anything. You know what I mean? But like, I could have maybe avoided it. Hey, Dylan, watch out for that emu. But then I wouldn't have seen the funniest thing I've ever seen. I don't know what I'd do if I had to do it over again. There is a portion of me that's like, ah, who, you can't be afraid of birds for the rest of your life. But there is a portion of me, if I knew how funny it was about to be, and I knew I could see it again. <laughs> yeah, I might, listen, if I get a, here's the deal I'll make invisibly to my son. If when he's ready, years down the road, he wanted to see it. So he could see what I saw and then he would understand. I would definitely do the same goddamn thing I did last time. Even if I didn't have that video for being honest, I'm just trying to cover a little. All right. Um, I don't, I have an even Stevens. I don't feel like it. 
It's kind of an exhausting one. I feel like I've been kind of luxury on this episode. We're also, we're 40-something minutes in. Yeah, let's wrap it up, I think. Um. Yeah, that's about it. There's a quick one. That's what's happening lately. Nothing of importance. Thanks for listening. That's episode 37. Y'all are bitching. Uh, give it a, give it a, give it a share, right? I'm back to doing some consistent episodes. And with this thing, we got the studios cooking here in the home slice in downtown Rapid City from 333 West Boulevard. Oh, I shouldn't give the address out. Well, I don't know. It's on the internet. We're the home slice media group. It's pretty fun here. And we work with a bunch of fun stuff. Oh, let me give some plugs out. That we've got this cast of knuckleheads like the Island of Misfit Toys that's making some really cool shit. Some of it's pretty different. And I know radio gets it. Like the thing about oh, I'll go well, let's talk about a little media stuff again. Some of you I I I've been meaning to talk about some thoughts on marketing advertising. Some of you just listen to this because I'm kind of have you know, I'm in that world, right? So I appreciate that. So here's some nuggets for you. Listen to them, don't listen to them. You can think I'm dumb, you can think I'm not. So like Radio gets a bad rap, right? Like it's, oh, it's 100 years old and it's outdated and it's antiquated and it's Spotify and it's serious and it's blah, blah, blah. And I understand that. I've got Spotify. That's all good. But like it's effective. It's a lot more effective than you think because it's frequency and you can really set a message, set a brand and little things that you don't think of, right? Like if you run a proper radio schedule, there's a whole report on this. This is a sign. This isn't me selling you. This isn't me trying to make a buck. This is me just getting you to understand the landscape of of the media because people tend to chase the shiny diamond. But like, you know, radio gets a bad rap because it's odd. You know, it's the morning shows have heard it, blah, blah, blah. And it's repetitive and it's frequency. But like that shit works if you use it right. If I put a radio ad out there calling you a dummy and I ran it five times a day, it'd take mm, eight hours maybe for someone to call you and be like, hey, there's an ad. (laughs) Someone's calling you a dummy. Um... I don't really have a point in that other than here. There's this, here's this talk about this study radio can, and this is a true thing. You can look it up. If you don't have great SEO and you want like, instead of wanting people to Google car dealership, but you want them to Google your business name, you can run a bunch of cheap radio and run that some bitch a million times and over six, seven years, which is, I get that's, you might seem like a long time, but this thing costs time or money. You can either do it cheap for a long time and it works, or you could do it right in a short amount of time and it works. Like this isn't science. It's just how it works. That's how you change SEO. That's how, like, Hey man, think about, think about old media's new ways. Cause a lot of that shit is more effective than you think. Same goes to television. Same goes to newspaper. It's all a new world. We should be more open-minded to using tactics that you don't think of. Um, there's your, there's your wowing marketing advice for the night. <laughs> Anyways, this whole thing was originally, um, you know, radio gets a bad rap sometimes because the content might not be as sexy as you think. But I got to say, man, this cast of Home Slicers is making some really cool and really innovative stuff and they're adding visuals to it. So you should follow you should at the very least follow them all on social media. And I'm not I won't give the big plug like there's go to Home Slice Media Group. Search for some of our radio stations here in the market. You don't have to live here, by the way. Some of this stuff is just really funny. There's a bunch of really funny Sturgis Rally content. And there's a, I will say this, there's a clown fashion show you might be interested in, a mockumentary on a clown fashion show. Uh, just kind of weird stuff. And, and, and I get to work with these guys, and, and they're, really, they're, they're doing some wild things, and it's fun to see. And uh, I'm, um, I guess what I'm saying is I'm proud of them in a stupid way. 
which sounds dumb to say out in this podcast. But anyways, it's interesting stuff that is certainly um, type of radio content you haven't seen before. It's pretty interesting. I like it. You should give them a follow and then you should listen to it on the radio and you will find yourself enjoying it. Turns out if you just make the content good, the medium will find it, man. There's your last marketing advice for the night. Um, okay. Book of Murdoch. Tell your friends. Tell two friends that, hey, I made it through 40, almost eight minutes of this stupid show. And I didn't find it mildly boring. Enough so that perhaps you would enjoy it on iTunes or Spotify or etc. Just search for Book of Murdoch, give it a rating or a like or a follow, and that would be cool. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. It's time for the credits. I need to cut some credits. The Book of Murdoch. This has been a Home Slice audio production. This particular credit was recorded in Studio 2A. Executive producer is Mark... <laughs> He's in my cell phone as Mark fucking Houston. <laughs> Executive producer is Mark Houston. Engineering, Chris Jaquez. I think it's Jaquez. I call him Jaquez. And he is certainly the smartest man at Home Slice when it comes to technical abilities. I'm Murdoch. I wrote this uh, photo and videography by Russ Danger Haddon. And all graphic design done by our chief brand officer, Robert... Tiberius Henry. See more shows at homesliceaudio.com or check out the homeslicegroup.com. Thanks for listening. Give this a like or a share, and you have a great day. Mark has to listen to this, and he's going to be so annoyed, and that tickles my fancy. <laughs> so leave this goddamn piece in. <laughs>